Hi, listeners, and welcome to the podcast where we discuss human behavior, relationships, home decor, lifestyle, and so much more. I'm your host, mindset coach, and interior designer, Evelyn Glick. Let's crush all limiting beliefs and create a life and home that represents who we are and who we aspire to be. Increase our spiritual connection and intentionally design our most authentic life. Let's dive in. Good morning, listeners. Today's guest is Carolina Vasquez, who became a transformation catalyst. After an almost two-decade career in science and management in renowned corporations, she stepped out of corporate and shifted her attention to recovering from her depression and sickness. Carolina helps people reconnect to their souls to achieve clarity and confidence in their lives. Thank you for being here, Carolina, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Evelyn. It's, it's a great pleasure for me to be here. I was looking forward to this meeting. <laughs> Thank you. Nice to have you. Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey into becoming a coach. It's transformational catalyst coach. Well, essentially my own depression and, and my own sickness. I was not in this field at all. I started with uh, science and management, as, as you said, initially. The thing is the following. I, I believe that I was walking the path to success, that I wanted to be happy. I wanted to be fulfilled. I think like everyone around the world is just this desire of being fulfilled and and being happy and having a beautiful life. And in my head, I carried the belief that, that if I completed certain tasks or I do certain things, I would be happy, like by default, to have a degree. Then you have to find a job that pays you well and have a home and get married and all this kind of checklist. I I carry that belief inside of me. And I was so, my character is so, is, isn't a goal achiever. I am an achiever. So um, if, if that's the equation to be happy, I'm in it. So I went for it and I forced myself to go into all this ticking boxes, making sure that I had this, that I had that, that I had that. Because the promise was that at the end, I will feel happy and fulfilled. My biggest crash is that by the end of my checklist, I was not even feeling not fulfilled at all, not happy at all. To the contrary, I was feeling very exhausted, very sick and fulfilled place. (laughs) Mm. So um, that's where everything shifts to take care of yourself. I fall in a very profound depression and I was already physically sick. So that shift your, your perspective and your attention. So I shift all my attention to, to me, to recover process started. Can you share with us what was physically happening to you emotionally? You were depressed and physically what was going on? If, if it's okay to share. Yeah, yeah, sure. I was, um, well, I was physically overweighted. So I gained a lot of weight. It, it was difficult to manage. I my body is not, um, I'm a 5'5", five five, so my body was not, not necessarily ready to, to support this overweight. It, it affected me in my self-esteem. It affected me in, in everything, how I manage my day. I, have, I couldn't sleep well, so I, I had long insomnia processes. Mm-hmm. I was stressed all the time. I had digestive problems. It was all over the place. You know, my, my skin was affected. My hair was affected. I was sick in many ways, not only mentally, feeling all these emotions of sadness and depression and, and not knowing where to go or what to do. What, what else do I need to do? Remember, I did a checklist and it's all done. So what else? What is missing? There was a lot of bad emotions and physically it was, you know, all over the place. It, all that accumulates along, along the years. 
Yes. I think that the body tells us when we're not aligned. I don't Absolutely. Know, you, you, I've always had a desire to know more about the connection between the body and the mind and spiritual connection too. And I think it is so, I am convinced and studies are showing that, that there's a connection when your mind and your emotions are now well aligned, your body will start showing you, right? Because sometimes we can, we can neglect the emotion saying, oh, you know, you just have to do, these are the checklists of the things we need to do. Then the body starts giving you either pain or digestive issues or insomnia, like you mentioned, or whatever it is. And now, now the body's being affected too, because it's like a warning signal. First, there's little whispers of warnings. And then it has to get to the point where you cannot ignore the fact that this is happening to you. Exactly how it works. Yeah. We're living an interesting time, right? Because I think, I strongly believe that on some level, most of us, I won't say everybody, but most of us are in this collective desire of finding out what's truly fulfilling. Because after COVID, we had to take a really close look at our lives and figure out what was working and what was not because life became so fragile. So many people dying, so many people getting sick, many people hospitalized. Life became so precious that we started reassessing what mattered so that we can really live the most fulfilled life. But I'm assuming your transformation happened how many years ago when, when you came to the cusp of recognizing something needs to change? I'm physically and emotionally in trouble. It started back in 2013. But as you mentioned, this collective desire of looking for a different way of life, it is absolutely true. And there is a reason for that, especially during these times. And is the, the energy of the earth is changing. We are evolving and the earth is also evolving. So we are moving from one state of consciousness to another one. We finish an era of time already, and we're moving to a new octave of consciousness. And that's very important in our evolution and in the energy that navigates underneath all this. So as the earth is moving to that new octave of consciousness and is changing her energy, all the habitants of earth, meaning flowers, plants, animals, minerals, mountains, and including us, we are all have to adjust also to that level of energy, that new consciousness. And that new consciousness has a very specific texture, if you will. And that texture is a sense frequency of love, is a frequency of unity, is a frequency of, of sovereignty, and it's a frequency of uh, truthfulness. So in a way, before we're able to move to this new state of consciousness, we are kind of migrating, migrating from that era to this new era. But before we go into the new era, there's a lot of things that we need to leave behind that we cannot carry with us in the next step. It's like, you know, I can compare like if you move from one home to another, so you're upgrading your home and you have to go to this messy thing of, of boxing everything and, and open your drawers and finding what it was there. And sometimes things are not useful for you anymore and you have to release them and let them go, you know, enter clean into your home with a different perspective and a different view of things. And all this cleaning and purging process, it's what's raising in the energy inside of everyone. So this urge, collective urge inside of questioning everything of saying, wait a minute, is this what I've been doing really makes sense? Is this what I really, really want? Do I keep wanting doing this job? Because I honestly, I don't like this job. 
So you start all these questioning things. What? Why am I wasting my time doing this? Why am I still in this relationship? So all these things are emerging as we speak right now, collectively. So all these situations help us to observe ourselves and to, to do this cleaning process and this migration. That's what is so sensitive and so on the skin and on the edge kind of for everyone at this point of time, because as we're observing our systems, we just realize that it's not, they're not working anymore for us to have a fulfilled life. They're not really giving us the happiness that we were looking for. They're not giving us the health that we were looking for. Those systems are not necessarily supporting the education that we wanted to give to our children. It's not creating better societies. It's not creating a, a, a more inclusive and justice space for all of us. So we're just realizing all this and, and then we're questioning and then we're kind of moving into a different proposal. Let's do something different. Let's, let's create something different. And we are in this process. So you're absolutely right. There is a collective origin movement to really go back into the essence of who we are and find this, this happiness and fulfillment and well-being that we all deserve and that we all want. Yes. And at the end of the day, it's all about that fulfillment. For me personally, if there's one word that narrows it down to perfection, it's fulfillment. Find that which fulfills you. And you know, like you said before, we, we think having a box where we check it off, we do all the schooling, we, all the academic achievements, all the diplomas, all the titles, and then we go into the world with a profession, with the desire to make it. And then sometimes we make it there and then the money's in the bank and you find yourself questioning again and again, what is fulfilling? And yes, many times that's the road for many of us, right? It's all part of what we all desire, but there's always a deeper layer, I believe, because I'm so spiritually connected that by looking out, there comes a point that you must go back and look in, right? If you get that connection, I find that there's nothing wrong. I don't mean by any means to say that there's anything wrong with the achievements and the desires to have wonderful things and wonderful experiences, but always go inwardly and do that soul searching to really figure out if you're aligned with what's happening outside of your body and inside. You mentioned the word energy. And for the first time, I've always been spiritual and I've always had this desire to know more about mental and personal psychology, but I never did energy resonate, resonated with me more than the last few months where you're really connected to the earth and to nature. Like I never looked at it that way. Interesting, right? What do you want the viewers to recognize when it comes to energy? Well, Energy is the basics of life. It's absolute basics of life. That's what is resonating inside of you. We are all energy. Everything that exists in the most fundamental basis is an energy frequency. When you're able to work at that level of energy frequency is when you're able to shape everything as you wish and give it, the, give it a different meaning, give it a different shape, give it a different definition. And, and from there, it would emerge or express itself in different ways. So energy is fundamental. And this is one of the biggest learnings that we're going to have in this new, new stage of consciousness that we start in, is that we're going to really change our language to speak 
energy language, if you will. We're going to think in terms of energy. We're going to learn how to think in energy. We're learning how to see in terms of energy. We're going to learn how to speak in terms of energy. So when you go outside in nature, you don't see just a plant or an animal. You see the energetic interaction of the earth moving from all over from the bottom of the heart of the earth up to all the trees, up to nature, through the human, through us, through the animals. And we will see the underneath connection that we have between all of us in this energetic field that we all are connected underneath. So energy, it's one of the most fundamental things you have to point your eyes to in this new time. If there's, if there's something I want the listeners to get is that energy is the next conversation that we, that we need to have as humans and, as, and in this growth and evolution process. It's really, truly beautiful. It's been a discovery for me because, yes, you take science and biology and chemistry and all of that, and we know about energy, but what you're describing is beyond that, is the connection that we have with that energetic field. It it is transformational. Exactly, exactly. Tell us, what is some of the blocks that you find in clients? What are those blocks that stop them from transforming into their better, better selves? Very often is the discernment between the messages from their heart and the messages from their mind. And also it was my biggest, my biggest trouble when I was also walking my path of recovery, because both of them are very powerful and both of them have a different service. And along the way, we have cultivated our minds with a lot of intellect, a lot of knowledge, a lot of rules, a lot of beliefs, a lot of things that we believe as true and we accept it as true. And our heart lives in a total different spectrum. Our heart lives in energy, lives connected with the soul, lives connected with the grace of the source and consciousness, and it has a different language. So often these two characters have problems speaking one another if you don't go in and direct this conversation. So let me give you an example of this. When I was doing my recovery, and and Evelyn is very funny because looking backwards, I did receive messages from my heart that I was not at the right place, that I needed to stop what I was doing, but I didn't listen. No, I didn't listen (laughs) to my heart. So I keep pushing it. And that's when that little conversation starts on. So when my heart shows up saying, you know what, that's not for you. Stop doing that. You're not happy. You're not going to find anything there. My mind raises up, whoa, wait a minute. And then it brings, my mind brings all the intellectual reasons and the logical reason and the scientific proof. This is the way to go. So the mind in a way, excuse me for interjecting, is the left brain trying to dominate the emotional right side. So is that left brain dominating, asking you for all the linear logical thinking and saying, well, you did all the, again, all the check boxes and the emotional brain trying to set you into what is truly vibrating in a, in a place where, well, but this is not bringing you happiness. So it's balancing both sides. We need both sides of our brains. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We need both sides. You know, the success of all of it is learning to play with both, but back in the time, if you're not, I was not aware of that, then what happens is that my logic precedes over everything because we are trained in a way to be that. And remember, I study science. 
So yes. for me, it was all about the logic, the science, the, 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 the and, and I had it all the reasons to prove you and show you all the people around that was successful, according to me, because that's the other thing. Sometimes people around us seem to be successful and happy, but they are not really fulfilled and happy. So the perception you receive, because we're, we haven't grown in a place of being so transparent and truthful because we were not in an energy of truthfulness. We're starting the energy of truthfulness, but back in the time we were not there. So we managed to appear beautifully to make sure that people look at us like if, like if we were happy, but underneath it wasn't behind the scenes. I just could perceive what, what people was reflecting. Look how happy I am. Look myself. Look how much things I do. Look, it was not even perceivable. But the success of it is not separating the two things or stopping the analytical mind or not. It's, it's really about understanding that everything is energy and that you can have these conversations because the beliefs that we carry, in a way, they're fear-based. So there was a little fear that, oh my God, if I don't have the title, what I'm going to do? Oh my God, if I don't get married, what I'm going to do? So everything, all this belief that you have to follow something was seeded in your brain out of fear, not out of excitement and desire. If your body captures or grabs, your brain grabs that there is a fear thing with will happen if that is not done, your brain also wants to support you. It's there to your service. It's want to make sure that you don't fall into that fear space we bring this fear in so in a way the the brain wanted to protect me saying whoa that's a fearful space you have to do it because this is the programming i carry remember it's just meta program it's just a software running through the brain creating this neuronal pathways links so once the connection is done and that the little program is running on well the, the brain is just operating through that program through that belief system that i had so once you shift the belief system, the conversation with the brain is completely different. It's not that you annulate it, it's just you have a different conversation from energy perspective, from your soul, from a different space of connection. It depends on what your thoughts and your beliefs are. So that leads me to the next one. What advice and suggestions can you share with the listeners that are experiencing this disconnect? Any specific advice on how can they question and any tips that they can take with them so that if they find that they have this disconnect between the logical and the emotional brain, what helped you perhaps? What do you tell your clients? What it helped me fundamentally was connecting to my soul. As you said, back to the connection of the soul, it's where you're going to find all the answers. And that took me a lot of inner work because the path to my soul or my heart was completely blocked with all the system, belief systems and thoughts that I was carrying. So if there is any disconnection between one and the other, my first recommendation is do your inner work. There is an inner work that has to be done. And there is an inner work that, that only you can do because you're the one carrying the thoughts. You're the one entertaining some belief system. You're the one assuming some stuff in your head that nobody else can know, nobody in the exterior. So you have to really sit down with yourself and start purging all this and observing this from a different lens. So the inner work is very important. And before you go into that inner work, you got to put yourself in a space in which there is no judgment. 
in, in a space in which there is a lot of love and kindness. Put yourself in a space in which you can take some distance from your life and you can raise consciousness. Put yourself in a space of consciousness, of higher consciousness. Because what often happens is that if you're not ready to, have the, to confront yourself in the mirror and have the discussion, you will fall into a, a lot of judgment and it's going to be a battle of bringing just self-talk that it could be negative. The first thing is raise consciousness. The second thing is have compassion for yourself and do this process with a lot of love. Because in the universe, in the source, in the universe, in energy, there is nothing wrong or right. Nothing. Mm. Everything is just a vibration expressing in a way. When you get out of this little box where everything is right and wrong, it's very limiting. It's very restricting. So how can you have a conversation of awakening if you're in a little box of, you know, so restricted that you cannot get out of those frames? It's very difficult. You got to prepare yourself to put, whether in a group, whether in a training, whether with a supporting group, whatever you need, find a space where there is this non-judgmental, loving, kindness, and very high level perspective of energy. So you can really take some distance from your life and like observe it like if you were in a movie, like if you were in a third person and easily observe those things. So you can really start finding out what thoughts, what beliefs, what words and habits are you using, are carrying or applying in your life that are not serving your soul. You need to know what your soul is about. Who are you in your soul from your soul perspective? Because every single human on earth has a very unique energy pattern. Their soul is unique. There is a uniqueness grace that you carry with you and bebbed in your body. And who can know that? You, no one better than you must know that to the intimacy that is even possible because that's that's who you are about in the most profound sense of of your soul what do you really really want without any judgment what do you really really want all this questioning needs to be resolved and needs to be addressed in a very beautiful loving space so you can really take decisions on which thoughts would you hold and which thoughts you will let go, which beliefs you accept and which ones you don't. It was very surprising to me when I did my recovery that I was not even aware I could choose my belief system, the possibility even to question it when I was a young person. I have the free will to choose every thought, every belief, every emotion, every activity, where to invest my energy. I have the free will to decide and be whoever I want to be. That for me was revealing. It's like, oh, I have a new playground to express my life on. Yes, that was beautiful. So listeners, this is, these are the takeaways. Questioning. Start questioning and observing by going inward and taking the time to really take time for yourself and what your soul wants. So it's questioning and observing in a non-judgmental, self-compassionate way. And then you start purging, purging because the social conditioning has been wired into us since, since we took our first breath. The rules and regulations that were there. But how do we rewrite the story? How do we take 
what works for us, what aligns with us, what resonates with us, and what can we give up. Let's take Carolina. I wrote down this as you said it. We have the free will to choose our beliefs. I wrote it down because that hits home. We sometimes want to just be in a society and just follow whatever is already supposed to be. And it's not the same for all of us. Just like our fingerprints is very unique. So is our desires. Yes, we have a collective desire to be happy and be fulfilled. But that looks looks different and very specific to who we are. This is what I'm about. This is what this podcast is about. If in any way I can just give some level of of knowledge, just share a little bit that can touch your soul a little bit more. That's what I'm in it. Because, you know, you said before about purging things in your house. It was a perfect analogy, actually, because I love interior design. And I think the space that you're in carries your energy and represents who you are in one level you are emotionally. We know the people who are in chaos by just walking into their spaces, right? Which yeah. doesn't mean we have to be a minimalist. We don't have to have like <laughs> just three things in our homes. <laughs> but we have we have to give up what doesn't serve us. Yes. Um, do you have a spirit? I'm sure you have a spiritual practice. Tell <laughs> us about it. Yeah. Yes, I have many. But but one I would like to share with your listeners and with you because it's, it's the most powerful one. And it's the one that keep me aligned and, you know, in touch with my soul. And I call it a cleaning of my courtyard or I clean my courtyard, which is, I love the fact that you make the correlation with the outside, because it's that connection with the inside and outside. Yeah. What I do is every night when I'm in bed, I review my day and I review the emotions I had during the day, during my day. It's just 24 hours, but I review them all, all one by one by one. And I celebrate every success or every positive emotion or everything, you know, lift my heart and, and brings joy to my soul. I celebrate and I celebrate because it, we need also that positive self-talk. I celebrate every single emotion and success that I have during the day and all the negative emotions that I found during the day, I work them out before going to bed or before sleeping. So I work them out asking myself a question. What is this situation that triggered this emotion teaching me about me? It's not about judging others. It's not about imposing my truth. It's about what is this trigger teaching me about me? And sometimes it teach me that I didn't put my boundaries properly. Sometimes it teach me that I didn't express what it was, what I was really feeling in my heart, that I don't like that simply is not in my, is not in my desire for the zone. I remove the power of somebody else and I grew up a lot of space, taking a lot of pressure and a lot of responsibility in my shoulders when it was not needed. I removed the power of somebody else. It always teach me something in regards to my, my evolution and my soul. And as I work this out and find the, the teaching for me, then I'm able to release it, which is clean the courtyard, right? Release it, actually cleaning. I forgive myself for everything. I forgive everyone for everything because it's just an experience. I learned what I needed to learn. I thank the experience and the trigger to teach me that because it's a lesson in itself. Yes. And I transmute it and I let it go because now I learned my lesson. And I do that with all my negative emotions. So that means that Tomorrow morning, by the time I wake up, I'm clean. I make peace with whatever happens in the next day. 
a new perspective of life, a new um, a new excitement to start the new the new day. You go back to the image of cleaning the courtyard. Imagine you leave some garbage in in front of your house, and you leave it the next day, and leave it the other day, and then accumulates. It becomes horrible, and it affects you. So imagine if you start your day with already the negative emotion and the resentment of the previous day with whatever you, you experienced or it was triggered from you not being worked or, or observed. So this practice has really allowed me to maintain myself daily basis, much more clean and connected to who I am, to what I want. And, and it allowed me to have this clarity all the time. So it's very powerful practice. And I really hope I I really hope the listeners try it at least once. It's very simple. It's very powerful. You don't need anything other than yourself and your sincerity towards yourself. Beautiful. It's a beautiful practice. Thank you for sharing that practice with us. Um, how do you handle people whose energy, and I take on other people's energy, how do you handle outside stresses and other people's energy from keeping your energy clean and aligned and a high vibration? Compassion. And compassion is a very, very high energy vibration field. And it actually takes me to this understanding that every living thing is energy and every living thing is intelligent energy. There is consciousness all around me. So the other person that is stressed, I know that there is consciousness in that person. I know there is a divine soul that guides that person. And I know that that person is in its own path of self-growth and self-discovery. May I respect its, its path as I wish my path to be respected. I understand that with so much compassion that it allowed me to observe with a lot of love and compassion, but not go into that story because I have my own path. So the other premise that I work to keep my energy from being affected is that I have 100% responsibility of protecting my energy field. It is my responsibility, not anyone else's responsibility. So when something is affecting me, if I'm falling into that story means I'm not being compassionate and I'm, I'm thinking from my mind and my, and my preconditioning thoughts and my beliefs instead of from my heart. So as soon as I see this, this, my energy going down, like heaviness starting to fill in, I disconnect from my heart and I'm not in the compassion state and I have to take action. And sometimes I leave or I change my energy. There's many things to, to do that. But the important message here is number one, you are responsible to keep your energy field always protected. So take action over it. And number two, connect to your heart and let the other ones leave their path. They, all of them are souls. All of them are powerful. All of them have the consciousness that you have, the divinity of the source inside of them. And they know what they need to leave and the reason why they need to leave it. The path that I, that I leave was perfect for me. I needed to go through this path. It was it, what is making me today the person that I am today. So for me, it's perfect. And you have your beautiful path, which have your lessons and you will learn it on your own way. Beautiful compassion. I'm going to take that compassion because it's true. Everyone's, everyone's living their path and dealing with what they have to experience. Yes. Thank you so much for this conversation. Lovely having you here. I'd like to finish the podcast with a couple of rapid questions. Finish the sentence for me. I think the world needs more compassion. 
Yes. Happiness to me is being aligned with my soul. Beautiful. I would like to be remembered for helping people to align with their souls. This was truly a wonderful chat. Thank you so much for being here, for sharing your knowledge in such a heartfelt place. I felt the connection and the belief that you're living this path of authenticity. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have you here. Please tell the listeners where we can find you and follow you and connect with you. Yes, thank you for the invitation, Evelyn. It was really a pleasure for me to be here. And so thank you. For all the listeners that want to go forward a little bit in their growth, I offer a training that is called Get Balance, Establish Establish Your Inner Connection. So it's a training. It's a nine-week training. It's virtual. It's online. It's with me. I'm I'm live with you every step of the way. And it's exactly that. It's to walk the exact framework that I did to my recovery. What questions can we ask ourselves? What practices can we put in place to really bring us to a state of wellness from our soul and bring this fulfillment and inner peace and and really clarity of who we are and what we want to do? You can find me in my website, www.carolinavasquez.com. There's where you can find the the training, Get Balanced. I really wish I can guide you through this process and and help whoever really needs this help right now and is willing to do the inner work it would be my pleasure to walk this journey with you wonderful carolina so again that's www.carolinavasquez.com yes thank you very much for this invitation welcome great having you